Hello everyone, I'm Chris Rouse, and I would like to welcome you to this podcast. You know, I I think I've been able to publish um, a little over 10 episodes so far, so it's not much, but there are many of you who have been uh, listening regularly, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, To be honest, I, I didn't really know uh, how this would go when I first decided to try and, and um, do a weekly podcast. Honestly, it, the podcast is is first and continues to first be a place um, where I could think creatively about the the Spirit's work. And I hope that it's um, becoming a place where you can do the same. And I'm, I'm just enjoying... I'm thinking through scripture and kind of following this pattern of the uh, liturgical year and encountering uh, the work of the Spirit um, together. I grew up in a place and culture in the southeastern U.S. where family was important. And as a child, if I was getting into some trouble, which I, of course, rarely did, rarely did, um... An adult nearby might call out, a child, who's your daddy? And uh, hopefully I got my, my good Southern um, accent on there. And, of course, depending on who your daddy was, um, the response was either A, oh, I, I know your daddy, and you're troubled just like him, or B, oh, I know your daddy, and I know he raised you to act better than that. Now, I, of course, got more of that, that second response. Um, now, Jesus, he kind of calls some folks out about who their daddy is in John chapter 8. And we're going to take a look at that today. So hopefully by the end of our time together, you can answer the question, who's your daddy? This is pneumaturgical. As we continue on in these weeks of ordinary time um, in the liturgical calendar, we are continuing to mark the days of growing in our understanding of who Jesus is. Let's start by taking a moment to reflect in prayer about our current place in the liturgical uh, calendar and to ask the Spirit to open our minds as we share together. Let's pray. God, let us remember Jesus, who, though he was rich, yet for our sakes became poor and dwelt among us, who was content to be subject to his parents, the child of a poor couple's home, who lived for 30 years the common life, earning his living with his own hands and declining no humble task, whom the people heard gladly, for he understood their ways. May this mind be in us, which was in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us hear today from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, and I'm going to begin at verse 31. 
To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are ready to kill me because you have no room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence, and you do what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do the things Abraham did. As it is, you are determined to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the things your own father does. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God and now am here. I have not come on my own, but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies." Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. The Jews answered him, Aren't we right in saying that you are a Samaritan and demon-possessed? I am not possessed by a demon, said Jesus, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. So I am not seeking glory for myself, but there is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. I tell you the truth, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. At this, the Jews exclaimed, Now we know that you are (laughs) demon-possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say that if anyone keeps your word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus replied, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father, whom you, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. 
If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet 50 years old, the Jews said to him, and you have seen Abraham? I tell you the truth, Jesus answered. Before Abraham was born, I am. At this they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. The Holy Scriptures of our Lord Jesus Christ, inspired by the Spirit for God's people. Thanks be to God. So this exchange between Jesus and these Jews who believe him is, is kind of like a good southern argument, <laughs> you know. Um, and like all good southern arguments, we have to be careful when we're hearing it all out. And I think we have to be careful reading through this passage of Scripture because um, it can lead us down some troubled paths, and, and we'll talk about that just a little bit. But this question of who's your daddy gets talked about in three ways in this scripture passage here in John 8. There is some talk about Father Abraham. There is um, some discussion of God as Father. And then, of course, there's these um, words that Jesus talks about the devil as Father. The Jewish folks here, as we start out, it, it says that they are Jews who believed uh, Jesus. But by the end of John 8, they, they don't seem t- to really believe him at all. Um, and so you have to kind of wonder, well, you know, how committed really were they, I guess, to him? And if you go back to the beginning of John's gospel, you, you get a setup for this um, in some of the opening words in chapter 1 because it talks about Jesus, the Word, coming to his own people, and his own people do not receive him. So I guess what happens in John 8 shouldn't, shouldn't surprise us all that much. And these Jewish folks here in John 8, they claim their daddy as Abraham. Um, And of course, this reminds me of that old song, Father Abraham, that I would sing back in the day in church as a young child, and there were like a bazillion hand motions that went with it, and you'd be totally exhausted by the end of it. But anyway, um, these Jewish folks, they claim their daddy is Abraham, and so they argue with Jesus right at the very beginning about whether they are enslaved or free. Um, Their identity is all about ethnicity. They belong by birth to an ethnic group who alone can claim God's promise. And, you know, at different times, people have used scriptures like this to to maybe even suggest some anti-Semitic kinds of thought, which is not at all what I'm I'm after here. But I, I want to think about the idea that in our world, different ethnic groups claim superiority, even when the Americas were discovered, quote-unquote, by Europeans, 
the Europeans believed they had some ethnic superiority over the indigenous folks here. Um, and unfortunately, they even wove that into religion. Um, and those ideas, they, they still continue today. They, they do. Um, this idea just of ethnic superiority, one group over another. But Jesus kind uh, he well, he doesn't kind of, he, he does call these folks out, <laughs> as we would say in the South. And number one, he, he says, well, if your daddy is Abraham, then you really ought to act better than you do. And Jesus goes on to say, if your father were really Abraham, you would listen to me. You would have room to hear what I'm saying to you, which is the truth. And of course, Jesus talks about his own father, which we know is the eternal God, the maker of heaven and earth, the God who made a promise to Abraham. And so long story short here, really, because there's so many um, levels, I think, to what Jesus is saying uh, to these, these Jewish folks, um, these, these Jewish folks here, they, they make an appeal eventually to God directly. So, um, you know, we are Abraham's children, they say. We are heirs to the promise. So the only father we, we really have is God himself. Um, and Jesus says, actually, um, no, that's, that's not how it is. <laughs> so... If God were your actual father, you would know the truth and you would hear the truth in my voice. But Jesus goes on to, um, to say, your father is the devil and he is a murderer and a liar. And you look a lot more like him, which um, pretty sure that probably didn't go over well, you know. And so the reason that these Jewish folks who started out believing now cannot really hear the truth is because they don't actually belong to God. And I guess maybe they are maybe they're trying to give Jesus the benefit of the doubt, you know, here. Um so they call him demon possessed, right? And a Samaritan, which was kind of like a, an ethnic slur. So they just kind of write him off. Um you're crazy, you're demon possessed, you're just you don't even know what you're talking about. And this is interesting to me, you know, because I, especially in our world right now, with so many voices um, speaking and, and things just are so noisy and there's so many different messages out there. So when we hear the voice of truth, do we recognize it? It's a good question. Or are we so far from the voice of truth sometimes that it actually sounds like the voice of evil to us? So many interesting things going on here. And ultimately, Jesus makes this incredible statement, y'all. Before Abraham was born, I am. And y'all, that is the icing on the cake. Because these Jewish folks are like, listen, man, you're not even 50 years old. Abraham's been dead a while. And you're saying that if someone believes you, they won't ever die. And so... They realize, I think, as, as Jesus makes this, this declaration about himself, okay, now this man is, he's claiming to be on par with God. 
like he's definitely claiming superiority over Abraham. And no one trumps Father Abraham for sure. And then to put yourself on the same level with God is just blasphemous. But the truth is God is Jesus' father. Jesus is the incarnate son of God. Jesus is the actual embodied truth. And he has come to speak and reveal the truth of God's identity. But some don't recognize it. There are some who start out believing, but because of their own attachment to ethnic pride or their own prejudice, they can't accept the good news. And so the question I come back to out of John 8 is this. Who's your daddy? Because we are either children of God or children of the devil. At least that's how it seems to go down here. It's not about your ethnic identity. It's not about your blood lineage or your pedigree. It's about whether you hear and receive what Jesus is saying. And that's the work of the Spirit in our lives, reminding us of what Jesus has already said so that we can actually be children of God. So who do you look like? Who do you act like? If your daddy is God, then you will speak with the words that Jesus speaks. You will act like Jesus acts. And you can only do that, I can only do that, by inviting the Spirit to work in us. Let's pray together. Eternal God, Father, Son, Spirit, creator of all things, you have formed us from the dust. You have breathed into us with your life. And you call for us to follow the way of Christ that we would be children of God. Holy Spirit, open our ears to hear the message of good news that has been revealed in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that we would be truly adopted into your household and that we would be faithful branches attached to the true vine. May we speak and act as children of God, that we would share with all the love of our Heavenly Father who calls all to believe that they may walk in the truth as children of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Amen. Hey folks, uh, if you are just um, enjoying uh, this pneumaturgical podcast, if you've been um, you know, receiving... Um, something meaningful from these episodes, if it's been helping you to grow in your faith and consider the work of the Spirit, I would just, I would be so thankful if you would leave a review or um, a rating on this podcast, on Apple Podcast or Google Podcast. Um, you can visit pneumaturgical.com and uh, drop me a line. Um, if you'd like to, uh, just let me know what, what works, what doesn't work. And the ultimate would be if you would just share this podcast with others so that they could join us in this pneumaturgical space where we are encountering structure and the spirit together. Blessings to each of you.